two, the Anderson Law Power Hour with Attorney Tim Anderson here on Power 1310. 800-1000 is the text line. Make sure you text those questions in to Attorney Tim Anderson. And I'm sure he revealed some things and helped us learn some things about what, uh, what it takes to get your gun rights back if you were a convicted felon or found yourself in a precarious situation. I'll say 800-1000. 800 1000. Share that with someone, family member, colleague, or someone. Let them know you heard about it here on the Anderson Law Power Hour. Attorney Tim Anderson. Let me go back to one thing I remember and I admire what you said. You are a, a street attorney, so to speak. You meet people where they are. And of all the situations there, <laughs> when someone say, hey, I live in a bad neighborhood, and, uh, you know, I've got, I had some issues before, but it's getting worse, and I want to protect my family. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is that is the common theme. Yeah. You know, neighbor neighbor's house got burglarized the other yeah. day. Um, you know, there was a, a shooting down the street. Yeah. Um, you know, or or you know, a, a lot of people are are self-employed. You know, they just walk around and they carry a lot of cash on them because yes, you yes. know they do a job. They're a plumber and they get paid cash, and they you know they they feel vulnerable, um, yeah. not being able to defend themselves. And yeah. so, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is a this is a big deal now. You know, I, we're not we're not trying to to push an agenda. I'm not saying. Gotcha. I, you, I see what you you're know, saying. We're yeah. not speaking yeah. for for any type of pack or agency or something like that. But we're just saying, hey, the guy that's trying to just own a gun for the purposes of protecting his family, that's the guy we want to help. Gotcha. Um, you know, that's the person, and we want to be able to um, to give them the ability to protect themselves if if evil comes to their doorstep. Yeah. Eight hundred one thousand. Text your questions to attorney Tim Anderson. This is the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310, 800-1000. Very easy to remember. As I said, share it with someone, social media, or whatever you might need to do to get that to someone because maybe someone in your family has asked some questions. Maybe they're concerned about with the scenario I mentioned. Here's the attorney to talk to. How long would the process take? It varies from case to case, I would imagine. Yeah, it's about 90 days. From the okay. time we file the petition to where we're in court, we're, we're in about a 90-day window. Now, the judge tells us right there. He doesn't usually kick the kick the can down the road. On that hearing date, he's going to say yes or no. If okay. he says yes, then you're restored right then, and if oh, he good. says okay. no, then, then you're not. So that was like the first 16 or 17 minutes of the show talking about that. The, la the next three minutes, I can wrap up the federal felony uh, stuff it, because it's much simpler. If you are convicted in federal court, we can't restore your rights. Period. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's no nothing else to say. It's unfortunate. It's 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 terrible how the how the system is. But basically, here's the rule: the Congress has this path of how you get your firearm rights back, and the way you do it is you have to petition the ATF, and then the ATF makes a recommendation, and if they give it to you, great, and if they don't, then there's a way to go to court. The problem is, is the Congress hasn't uh, funded the program with the ATF since 1992, so there's no funding. So when you file the petition with the ATF, they can't do anything with it. And therefore, there's no path to be restored as a convicted felon. Now, you can get your voting rights back, but to get your gun rights back requires this procedure that the Congress has laid out that you can't follow because they won't fund it. I got you. So, uh, you know, it's terrible. It's tragic. I mean, it could be a very minor federal felony. You still don't ever get those firearm rights back, and that's just how the law is. Um, and it's very, uh, uh, it's unfortunate. But as a, as a federal felon, there's, there's no path. Now, the only way that you can get your firearm rights back as a federal felon is to petition the President of the United States for a pardon. Gotcha. And uh, that's not 
something that is easily given out and not something that you could likely expect is going to happen to you unless you are highly politically connected and uh, you have uh, at, you know some type of a, a way into that office. So, uh, so as a federal felon, that's going to uh, that's going to be shut the door. So, state felony convicted in a circuit court in the city of, in the counties of Virginia, federal felonies can't do it. If you're convicted in a other state like North Carolina <clears throat> or Maryland, you have to go to that state first. Gotcha. You got to get those rights restored there. I don't know what the laws are in every state. You got to go there. You got to get those rights restored. And then when you do, you come back to Virginia and we can work on uh, anything that we have to do in Virginia. Gotcha. The Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. Text your questions. Let everyone know. 800-1000. 800-1000. Share that with someone today, please. 800 800- 1,000. Very easy to remember. That's offices here in Virginia Beach, satellite offices uh, throughout Hampton Roads, and you get that first information of, by calling that number to find out exactly what uh, your situation may be by talking with Attorney Tim Anderson. I shared with you a little while ago that one thing I'm highly impressed is that he's a street lawyer. Is there's going to be someone who answers those questions immediately for you, or at least get you to talk with him immediately, and then you can start the process. 800 1,000. 800 1,000. This is the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. Defensive tactics of Virginia. Your gun shop by the Virginia Beach Courthouse is liquidating their remaining 2018 inventory. Check out their website at DefensiveTacticsVB.com for their best prices on the firearms you want. Now's the time to buy a new firearm while prices are as low as they're going to get during the Defensive Tactics of Virginia inventory liquidation sale. Call 477-7126 or visit DefensiveTacticsVB.com. Are you a convicted nonviolent felon that's curious about restoring your Second Amendment rights? Attorney Tim Anderson has been practicing law in Hampton Roads for two decades. He's been helping nonviolent felons restore their Second Amendment rights, and he may be able to help you whether you want to hunt again or just protect your family. Call Tim Anderson today at 800-1000. If you've been convicted of a nonviolent felony in a Virginia court and you're off probation, chances are he can help you win your rights back. Call 800-1000 or visit Virginia Law Office. Hey, Sarah, did you hear that Jessica took a concealed carry class last month? I did. She told me that she just got her concealed weapons permit in the mail a couple of days ago. She said Tim Anderson made the class fun, and she learned a lot about firearm safety and the law. Tim Anderson? Isn't he the bankruptcy attorney? Yeah, he is, but he's also an NRA certified pistol instructor and owns that gun shop. Defensive tactics? He can help with all sorts of Second Amendment issues, such as firearm restoration for nonviolent felons, and he teaches concealed carry firearm safety courses every month. We should sign up for his next class. I think it'd be great to learn from someone who can really explain the law to us and teach us firearm safety. His Facebook reviews are excellent. Everyone says the class is fun and they learn a lot. I'm in. Defensive tactics. Of Virginia. Your gun shop in Virginia Beach offers concealed carry classes every month. Visit DefensiveTacticsVB.com or call 477-7126. That's DefensiveTacticsVB.com. 477-7126. Yes, indeed, my friends. It is the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. I'm Mark. Glad to be along with you here on Power 1310. Old radio buddy over the years and uh, have the opportunity to sit and talk with you 
with a great attorney. It's a fantastic discussion here on the Anderson Law Power Hour as we're talking about restoration of rights. The number that you can text your questions to, 800-1000. The program is on Saturday mornings here from 9 to 10 on 1310. Let everyone know about it. Share with them on social media and so forth. 800-1000. Okay, 800-1000. Talking about restoration of gun rights. And uh, thank you so much. That's so educational every time I sit and talk with you about where we are. Uh, we're going to go into the next segment in just a few. But if you don't mind, just to let our listeners know who are catching up with us right now on this segment of the broadcast. Restoration of gun rights. You made the categories. It's domestic, uh, convicted felon, and mental illness. And we hear a lot about that in the uh, news headlines today about someone who may have been on a mental illness state or went on a rampage, something like that. But the clarification of mental illness, you said it could be someone who attempted suicide. And we probably are thinking maybe someone, I'm just being respectful, but maybe someone who has uh, bipolar or paranoid schizophrenia and so forth, and they get a gun and they go convict someone. That is one of the premises, if I could say, which the law will start the process, but <laughs> I'm getting into your territory now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> too far there. So, bring me back in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the fold. <laughs> hey, so, uh, yeah, so the, the first part of the, uh, the segment here, we talked about how to restore your rights as a convicted felon. So we walked, our, we walked through the steps of the procedures to, uh, to get your, your rights restored as a convicted felon. So the next, this, next, um, this next part of it is going to be mostly dealing with mental illness. So mental illness is a, uh, something that affects so many people. Uh, it, would, it would probably surprise all of us to know how many of our friends and neighbors and our professionals are uh, on some type of uh, mood-stabilizing medication or some type of antidepressive medication. Uh, it is a, a huge part of our society. And so let's talk about how having some type of a uh, mentalness could affect your rights to own or possess a firearm. The law generally says in Virginia that having a mental illness in and of itself is not a prohibition to owning a firearm. But where you will lose that right is if you are involuntarily committed to a mental facility uh, as a result of your mental illness. So the most common individual that is committed to a mental facility in Virginia is somebody that has some type of depressive disorder and is uh, contemplating or has attempted suicide. <clears throat> so tragic situation. But uh, it, it, it's more common than we think, and it's very common amongst young people. So if you have a, a child that is, you know, 17 or 18 or 19 years old, and she's gone through a breakup with her boyfriend, uh, she may feel, or, or your son may feel, that, that their world is ending, that there's no reason to live. And, and as a parent, you know, it can be very scary to watch, you know, your child uh, decompose like that. And you know, your, your immediate reaction may be take him to the emergency room, get him to a doctor. Because, you know, you can't just call up your local psychiatrist and get a walk-in appointment. There's not an urgent care facility for psychiatrists. So the quickest and easiest way to get to a mental health professional is mostly through the emergency room of a hospital. And so people will uh, take their children to the hospital uh, emergency room and, and, you know, say, hey, they're, 
I think they may try to hurt themselves. I mean, I think they're they're in a, a bad situation. And then the, you know, the the doctor, you know, doctor on call doctor comes down and will make some findings. And the next thing you know, your child's you know being put into the psychiatric part of that hospital for observation for you know two or three days. Uh, and and when that happens, you know, then you know they get the child medicated and child's back to you know comes back out and you're you're in a uh, a normal situation. When that happens. You've just divested that person of their gun rights for the rest of their life. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's that's a very serious thing to think about. Now, you know, we're not talking about, Mark, like you just said, the, the person with schizophrenia or the person with severe bipolar, the, the person that actually, not of any fault of their own, but due to a mental health illness, may cause harm to other people. We're talking about maybe a, a, a situation where... Uh, a guy's going through a divorce, right. and, you know, good, yeah. he's just very sad and, and, and might be thinking about, you know, ending his life. But, but with, you know, appropriate mental health treatment, he can be, you know, and some medication, he can be, you know, restored. Now, uh, that kind of person uh, is the kind of person that the law says, we will give you your firearm rights back. There is a procedure to do that. So the, uh, the, the way to do that is similar to the felony uh, petition. We have to file a petition with the courts and we have to present the evidence to the judge uh, about why it would be safe to the public and to this individual to restore those firearm rights. Now, when we've done these types of hearings in the past, we have found that the judge wants some type of expert opinion, some Mm -hmm. type of medical evidence. So he wants a doctor to weigh in on this. Uh, it's not so much of the convicted felon route where the guys, the judge can say, oh, well, okay, you were convicted of cocaine 20 years ago. I feel that it's safe for you to, to, to have your rights back. When you are put into a mental uh, facility, uh, a judge is probably going to want, most judges that we've been in contact with, are going to want a doctor to say, hey, I've evaluated this guy. I understand why this involuntary commitment happened and here we are today and he doesn't suffer from those symptoms and those conditions or he's been sufficiently treated and and he's been restored from that uh, position so so if you have been involuntarily committed uh, that is uh, the path back getting a doctor to sign off on you being safe to own Mm -hmm. and mentally safe to possess a firearm and then pre- presenting that evidence to a judge for a judge to make that, uh, uh, that decision. So, uh, now, there's a variety of different people that, that can, can apply, but you, you have to be restored from the condition that landed you into the mental facility. So, sometimes that doesn't happen. So, if you have